Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. I like that. Everybody on your feet. We're going to worship our God who is worthy. Amen. I love that we can walk by faith and not by sight. And we can trust that he's going to take care of us. Amen. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. Yes, in Jesus' name. I am living, living by faith. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. I'm not going to I'm not going to live by what I feel, no. Deep down I know that you're here with me. Thank you, Lord. And I know that you can do anything. Through you I can do anything. I can do all things. Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken In Jesus' name I am living by faith Nothing is impossible We bless your name, Lord I'm not going to live by what I see, no, no. I'm not going to live by what I feel. Deep down I know that you're here with me. And I know, I know that you can do It's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. all things. 
is you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. God, not only is all things possible for us, but I'm believing in for all kinds of healings. How about you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are our one true God. I'm making my declaration. I'm shouting it to every nation. Bless the God of my salvation. He's worthy, worthy. The God I serve is great and mighty. He is for me who can be against me. I praise him with a song of victory. He's worthy, worthy. I will bless and glorify his name. No other name is worthy to be praised. He's worthy, yeah. He's worthy. He is worthy. Bless his name. He's worthy. He's worthy. He is worthy. Bless his name. I'm making my declaration. I'm shouting it to every nation. I bless the God of my salvation. He's worthy. Worthy. The God I serve. The God I serve is great and mighty. He is for me who can be song of victory. He's worthy, worthy. I will bless and glorify his name. No other name is worthy to be praised. He's worthy. He's worthy. He is worthy. Bless his name. He's worthy. He's worthy. He is worthy. Bless his name. Let the nations rise and worship. Let the nations rise and worship. He who sits upon the throne. He is worthy of the glory.
Do not care. 
touch everyone who is going through something difficult right now. We just bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. Lord, we praise you. You've saved us and you've called us to a holy life. You are so good to us, God. I once stood as a swan the God who kept pouring out kindness. I once stood with an angry clenched fist as he whispered and silenced my fighting. I'm done, I'm done, I could not escape it. Ten thousand times. I could sing it. There's ten thousand ways I received it. It never runs out. It never grows cold. Just when I thought I'd reached the limit, it keeps pouring out. I'm drowning in it. It won't shut me out. It won't go, so I'll keep singing on and on of this grace, I'll keep singing on and on of this grace, I'll keep singing on. Some may say that it's foolish, but how could we ever grow? such goodness I just know that I must sing I won't see a drop of his grace ever wasted no 
There's 10,000 ways I've received it. It never runs out. It never grows cold. Just when I thought I'd reach the limit, it keeps pouring out. I'm drowning in it. It won't shut me out. It won't let me go. So I'll keep singing on and on of this grace. I'll keep singing on and on of this grace. I'll keep singing on. And I'll never get over it, never get over it. I know where I was, I know where I've been, and I'll never So I'll sing it again And I'll never get over it Never get over it I know where I was I know where I've been And I'll never get over it Never get over it I'm not the same So I'll sing it again Ten thousand times there's 10,000 ways I've received it. It never runs out. It never grows cold. Just when I thought I'd reach the limit, it keeps pouring out. I'm drowning in it. It won't shut me out. It won't let me go. So I'll keep singing on and on of this grace. I'll keep singing on and on of this grace. I'll keep singing on and on of this grace. I'll keep singing bless your holy name lord thank you for your grace god thank you for your grace god hallelujah 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 i bless your holy name god i thank you for your patience with us when we are standing with that clenched fist and angry with you and you still love us and you're still patient and you're still working to draw us closer to you god lord i just love you you are beautiful, Lord. You are worthy. You are holy. You are mighty. And you are just filled with grace. And you just lavish your love and your grace on us, Lord. I thank you and I bless you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I'm so excited that you're in this place. And I know that you're going to speak to us tonight through Pastor Richard. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would just give him exact words that you want us to hear. And Help us to take it and run with it, God. Help us to really just drink it in and, um, and do what you want us to do. I love you, Lord. I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen, amen. Give him a shout. Give him a clap. We bless your name, God. We bless your name. Hallelujah. APCA family, we have so many things going on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. 
to be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slides. Hey ladies, please join us for the Women's Life Rally. This is all about Oklahoma women raising funds for missions. So it's a, it's a very important thing that we're going to do, but there is a Life Rally in Stillwater for us on Friday, January 21st. The deadline to sign up in the lobby here is January 19th. And there will not be childcare. Uh, because we will be going out of town to Stillwater and it is at the Calvary AG Church. The cost is $10. It's going to be a lot of fun with a lot of great women. There will be prizes and all kinds of things. Um, the speaker is Pam King, which I know her. She's an amazing woman, so you're not going to want to miss this. Sign up now, please. Starting on January the 30th, be sure and stop by the foyer to pick up your contribution statement. If you're like me, you're gathering up all your papers for tax season, we'll have it ready for you on January the 30th. On January the 30th, that evening at 6 o'clock p.m., we're having an all praise and worship night. Come out and sing and give praise and glory to our God. Join us as we lift up the Lord together. Because of the increasing demands for childcare, we have jobs available in our daycare. If you are 18 years old or older and can pass a background check, be sure and stop by the office and talk to Tammy Shorter or call 762-2401. On January the 23rd at 9.30, we have a membership class in room 119. This is for everyone who wants to find out what PCA is all about or those who would like to become a member of PCA. On January the 24th at 6.30 p.m., we have a leadership meeting. This meeting is for all leaders here at PCA, as well as the volunteers and workers who help in all the ministries. Be sure and come out and find out all the exciting plans for 2022. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming, and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. Very nice. Thanks. Thanks, Pastor Richard. Um, so, um, every now and then, I am accused of being grandiloquent. Yes, that's right. Me being grandiloquent. I know that seems crazy, right? But I can assure you that my cautery, my cautery, right, they say I'm pretty laconic, which is good. I think that's good news, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Tyros, they, they don't think I'm laconic. They think I'm grandiloquent. And that just makes them irascible. Just really gets at them. But me, being the trenchant guy that I am, I like to go up to him and be like, hey, I, you know what? I am grandiloquent. You're right. I am grandiloquent. And uh, the, the groans and moans that they make, it just, it's euphonious. It's so nice. And I say all that because you probably didn't understand a single word I just said. And um, the reality is when we're talking to people about God, we can try to pepper it up and make it sound as nice as we possibly can. But they don't, if they're not getting it, they're not understanding it, it's not going to do them any good. If you're throwing in words like laconic and grandiloquent and stuff like that, it's not going to make, they're not going to know what you're talking about. Um, so we have to use language that meets the person at their need, right? We have to pray about it and say, this person, uh, they may not know anything about Jesus. They may not know a single thing about Jesus. They may not have even heard that name before. Um, then you have other people that, like, maybe they grew up in church and they, they saw it growing up and then they left the church for whatever reason they need to come back. So they might have a little more background and understand some things we're talking about, like like giving and tithing and stuff like that. So I was just thinking today, because uh, I'm a reading teacher, so I talk with words a lot. I use words a whole bunch. And I was thinking, man, we got to watch um, the language that we use when we're talking to people, because we got to meet them where it 
best serves them. And God will give you that knowledge. God will tell you where you're at and where they're at. So um, sorry about all the big words. You can get out your dictionaries. You can look those ones up if you want to. Uh, they're pretty fun. They're good for uh, SAT or um, Scrabble and thing like that, too. So you can use them. You have my permission. Um, but tonight, we're, of course, going to be giving, um, giving to God. And one of the most glorious ways he gave us to give, and that's through tithing. And um, hopefully you do so from the joy of your heart because it really is a privilege to get to give to God. God's given you so much, and he's like, I just want this little sliver right here. I just want this 10%. I don't, I don't, all this is for you. All this blessing, all this amazing, like, all of it's for you. I just need this little cut, and, and I'll do amazing things with it. And I think that's really cool. So if the ushers will come forward, please. I won't use any more crazy verbiage, except the word verbiage. I'll use that one. Uh, let's pray. God, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you for uh, just all the things you give us, God. And I thank you that you can have us meet somebody where they're at, where they can understand what we're telling them about you, God. Um, sometimes it's so easy just to assume that everyone's heard and everyone knows what's up. But the reality is there's so many lost people out there that need to hear not only your name, but but what your name means, how much power it has, God. Um, I just pray that we can find those people and serve them and, and tell them about you and tell them in a way that changes their life. Words are powerful, God. You gave us your word, an amazing word, and I know we can use it to do amazing things, and I know you're going to change so many hearts uh, through us, and that's so awesome. I just pray that this offering goes just to that, God, to making your word reach so many people, especially the lost, God. That's who we need to be seeking out. Those are the people we're looking for. So I just pray that uh, this offering goes to that, God, and that you use it in incredible, amazing ways. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, uh, if you're not giving uh, in the uh, little backs there, you can mail things to 2313 East Prospect. You can text if you got a phone. I know you got a phone. You can go to the app or you can go to text PCA Church to 1-844-390-2401. Or you can get on your computer, boop, 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 and go to pcachurch.com slash contributions. You can make your gift there. There's also a kiosk in the back. So there's lots of ways you can give and to expand upon the kingdom of God. So thank you. Thank you, Steve. I was feeling bad that he had to stand there and wait for that guy doing the announcements to take so long. But then I was like, oh, no, I don't feel bad anymore. But, um, hey, listen, this message is not peppered with any of those words. I am just a red dirt creek runner from Rush Springs. I mean, this, this is simple, okay? But I think it's going to do us a lot of good. I think it's going to be good. But before I get started in my message, um, because I'm also a person that's involved with the media and the creative arts and things, I wanted to explain some things to both you and the folks online. This is just to take a little bit. Um, because I think it's, it'll be good to help you out, and you can tell your friends about this. On our website, if you have your phone or your iPad or your computer, no matter if you're here or at home or whatever, just immediately go to PCAChurch.com. Go ahead and go there. And once you're there, you can look, and right there where it says Message Notes, if you click on that, you will get a whole thing from Bible.com of the Message Notes for tonight, and it changes Every Sunday and every Wednesday, depending on who's speaking and whose notes they are. And we keep it up to date, and it's right there handy for you. If, for some reason, your media player shifts it up in your screen and you can't see that, you can scroll to the bottom, and you can also click on Pastor Richard's message notes. It usually says Pastor Bardwell's message notes, but you can click on that. It'll take you to the exact same place. And so you may be like, I don't even need that. But, hey, if you did need it, 
There you now. Now you know. It's on our website, and you can use it. Um, <clears throat> tonight, I want to say thank you to Pastor Bardwell for uh, allowing me to speak. Um, it's always a privilege and an honor, and it always stretches me. It always helps me learn something new. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> thank you to everyone who's came tonight. My goodness, it's cold, and there's a thousand things you could have been doing. Thank you to everyone who's joining us online. I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much, and I, I'm excited, and I appreciate you joining us in with us. Um, I am excited to give this message because it was cool. I learned some stuff that I didn't know before, and so I applied it, and I thought, hey, you know what? This is kind of awesome. Um, <clears throat> this evening, I want us to leave with like a fresh understanding, uh, a kind of a practical understanding, a nuts and bolts, a, a grounded understanding of our relationship with Jesus and how that, that relationship with Jesus and us being able to help other people have that relationship is the key, is the most important thing in all of life. It is the key to fix everything that's going on in this world that is completely crazy. It is the key to helping you with your life. It is the key to helping them with their life. It is the key, period. So I wanted to kind of get an understanding of that, kind of get a more of a, a fresh uh, idea of that. And you're like, hey, man, I've been saved for 50, 60. Okay, that's great. But you know what? Every time you come to church, God can drop something new in you. And so and I, I appreciate that about the Lord. Now, why Jesus, right? Some people might be saying, hey, what, what's with, why do you think Jesus is the answer? Well, number one, because he made us. He made every one of us. Okay, he was there with the Holy Spirit and God when they created Adam and Eve and all the world and everything. And so he knows us. He made us. Number two, because he was among us. He came and, and dwelt time here on this earth, and he's went through everything that we've went through, both good and bad. And he knows us inside and out because he was among us. He made us. He was among us. And next, because he redeemed us. Through his sacrifice and him being risen again, he redeemed us. And we don't have to pay a price that he paid for us. See, and so that alone, that alone is enough, right? But he continues on. And it's because, no, next, is because he has all the power. He's got it all. Other things can act like they have the power. Other things can pretend to have the power. But no, no, no. Jesus has all the power. Governments can rise up. Kings can rise up. People can become famous. All kinds of things can happen, and they can think that they've got the power, but no, they don't. Jesus has the power. He's got the power to give peace. He has the power to heal. He has the power of deliverance. He has the power of reconciliation. He has the power of correction, the power of judgment. He has the power to do absolutely everything you need. Jesus has the power. But hey, let me digress for a moment and go back to that thing where I said about our world being just crazy, right? <clears throat> Society has gone completely crazy. You can step outside and throw a rock and you will hit crazy. I promise. <laughs> it's not hard. I could probably stand here and, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But there's plenty of crazy, right? So much crazy. We could smoosh it all up in a ball and divide it up and we'd all have plenty of it. Plenty of crazy. I could spend my whole message talking about all the ills of society. I could spend the whole time doing it. There's heaps and heaps and heaps. I'm not going to. <laughs> but people are doing what they think is best for them. And despite, they do it despite what the scripture says. The most frightening thing is, is that many, many people are not concerned with their behavior. 
and they think God is good with what they're doing. Like they found some kind of loophole in the scripture. There is no loophole in the scripture. If he said it's wrong, it's wrong. That's plain and simple. That's all it is. <clears throat> so, however, uh, people, when you tell them no, <laughs> become furious, right? When someone's doing something that they know is not right, even way down in their knower, right? They won't tell you, but they know down in their knower that it's not right. They will become furious with you if you say to them, hey, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's not right. They'll be upset with you. <clears throat> they have the idea that you saying no to them is saying that you don't love them, which is not correct at all. You actually do care for them or you wouldn't say anything to begin with. However, you have to make sure that you say it with love. Which, there's the hard part. That's where it becomes difficult. Uh, but nothing could be further from the truth of them saying that you don't love them because you do. In the midst of all of this, though, all this crazy, the church here at PCA and the church at large has become lazy. We have become lazy. We've become lethargic and accepted the status quo. And, and, and we have even, you know what, during all this crazy, we've become lazy. And, and we've learned the image of having church. Son, you're going to meddling now. What are you doing? Back that up. Don't do that. No, no, for real. We have learned the image of having church. <clears throat> we know how to sing. We know how to speak. We know how to raise our hands, how to greet, how to smile, how to hold events that bless our community, how to have events that bless us. But are we really doing it for God? That's the question. Now, that's a general question that and we could just blanket over everybody, but actually it's an individual thing because an individual could be in this setting and be really into making sure that him and God are connected and the rest of us could be completely dysfunctional, right? So it's not a group thing all the time. Some, most of the time it boils down to an individual thing. and Only you and God know if your heart's in it or not. <clears throat> but all those things that I mentioned above, do they bring glory to God? And do they bring people closer to him? Like if you're really honest with what you're doing here and what you do at the different events that we have and all the different things that we do, if you're really honest, what is your motive? Like do you even have one or are you just going through the motions? If you're here tonight or you're tuned in the live stream, first of all, I just want to say thank you. There's a thousand things you could have done other than be here, so thank you very much. But I also want us to put a check in our heart and a check in our mind. And, and, and let's really kind of focus in on, hey, what is, our, what is our purpose? Let's challenge ourselves and find out, hey, wait a minute. Do I have the right motive here? So here's some examples, okay? When you go up to someone and you say hello, instead of just moving on quickly, <laughs> make it your intention to listen to them. You're like, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to open up that can of worms. Some people, man, they take me forever. I know, I'm a pastor, I get it. Believe me, we get stopped a lot, okay? And so, especially Pastor Bardwell, he, for him to make it from this platform out there to the front to shake your hand is a monumental task, okay? So, I just want you to know that right now. So, if you shake his hand when you're going out, that's, that's gold, okay? Because <laughs> anyway, but... um. <clears throat> But let me just say this, like for instance, 
spend some time, listen to what they have to say. Instead of just lifting your hands and wondering, oh, I wonder what we're going to eat. And why did the praise and worship leader wear that today? I don't know. Instead of wondering stuff like that, really, really, really concentrate on giving praise to God. Really concentrate on knowing how, letting God know how you feel about him. I mean, if you're going to fake it or you're going to only halfway do it, why don't you just go get yourself an idol? Why even mess with praying to God or praising God? You'll get the same result. <clears throat> Our God is alive, so act like it. <clears throat> so instead of going to, like, you know, the next event and doing what you can to knock it out, just get it done. I have said after so many events, I'm so glad that's done. I have said it out loud and I've said it to people and I meant it. But at the same time, I thought to myself, wait a minute, look back. Did you have that same mindset the whole time you were doing the event? Because if you did, what were you doing? No, I instead should have had the mindset of I'm going to encourage somebody today. I'm going to speak life into somebody today. I'm going to have the DNA inside of me that on purpose intentionally is maybe going to change somebody's life. Now listen, I know that if you took a photograph of each of these events, here's an event over here, they're just getting it done. And here's an event over here that people are intentional and on purpose. They're making sure that these other people that come around them know about the Lord, right? And they're, they're, everything they're doing, they're doing for God. If you took a photograph of each of those events, they look identical. They look the same. You can't tell. But if the person that you were interacting with, the person that you took time to listen to, the person that you prayed with because their kid was sick, the person that you hopefully to help maybe steer them in a new direction, they can tell the difference in that picture because of how it made them feel. They know the difference. Listen, that last part right there, it takes work. And that's why my message tonight is called Do Work. Okay. <clears throat> what should be our work? Well, I think in 2022, PCA needs to be hope dealers. We need to bring hope. We need to deal it out all the time. Our world needs hope. <laughs> and uh, now some people might say, hey, aren't you afraid of giving people false hope? I am not. Because number one, Jesus is never, ever false. He's completely and always true. As a matter of fact, it says in John 14, 6, that Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when you come to him, you have the way and the truth and the life. So he's always the answer. He always will be the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Next, hope is not a promise. It's not some pie in the sky thing that might take place. No, hope instead gives an ease with which to carry something heavy. You remember, Pastor, when he had the big rope and it come out of the ceiling and he swung on it and he called it the rope of hope and all that stuff? Remember that? That's a great illustration. And you know what? He was on to something. Because, listen, the Hebrew word for hope is, drum roll, please, <laughs> yeah, tikva, okay, which basically means to take strands of things and tie them, braid them together so that it's stronger and bigger and more able to lift something heavy. So what it's trying to say here is hope's not going to get rid of your problem. 
but it's going to help you be able to move it and to carry it and to get through it. And it's going to give you an ease. So guess what? You want to know something? Community builds hope. Know why? Because people, when they bind together and they unite together and they strand together, they can do things that one of you can't. And they give the people that are having the difficulty hope. That's why it's so important for us to be a community here at this church, because it gives hope. It says in Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whew, I love that. I love that we're Pentecostal and that we have that distinctive because not only are we promised hope and God helping us and through our community, but we also can have the power, the infilling of the Holy Spirit to give us hope and to shine light in front of us and to let us know, listen, it's dark in here, but you're going to get out. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. I got you. I got this. It's going to be all right. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> our world needs hope. And here's the thing. Hope takes faith and work. Hope not only requires you to believe, but also to hold on for what is not seen by others and to do the work. That's where a lot of us falter. You got to do the work. Remember the servants at the wedding looking for more wine? Remember those guys? Jesus, he, his, first of all, his mom said, do whatever he says. Best words in the Bible. Do whatever he says. Okay? But Jesus gives them instruction. In other words, we're going to label that the word. Okay? And they went down and they did all the labor or the work. And then he provided the miracle or the wonder. Okay? So he gives the word. They do the work. He does the wonder. First WWW in the Bible. No, just kidding. There. Anyway, but no, Jesus, he did the wonder because they did the work. Now, I like things dramatic, and this is not in the Bible, but I like to, if I was shooting a video or making a movie about this particular scene, I would not let the stuff turn to wine until the, the dude with the pitcher is pouring it into that guy's cup, right? So the guys come back with the big jugs of water, and they pour it into the little pitcher, and the guy's going, what? Are you? Okay. Oh, and then it turns to wine. That's how I see it, but I mean, you know, I don't know how it happened. But whatever happened... The people at the party were like, why'd you save the best stuff for last? Why'd you do that? Listen, that's because Jesus ain't messing around. He's not skimping, man. He's going to give you the absolute very best. Jesus Christ gives you the best. He has the best life available for you. It does everything you can imagine to serve him because he has your best. <clears throat> now, it's interesting. Sometimes when people talk about faith, <clears throat> um, Many times they will say, I've lost my faith, or uh, I, I have a little faith, or uh, faith is important to me, or, you know, I have faith. And I know what they mean. I know I understand the context there because part of the root word about faith in the Hebrew, it does mean about trust. And so I know what they're saying is I've lost my trust, or I, I have a little trust. I get what they're saying, but I also would employ them and, and to tell them, listen, look at the word a little closer. Because at the root of immuna, which is faith, it's a verb. Faith is an action. Faith is more about doing than it is about knowing. 
It's more about getting it done than it is about holding on or having something. It says this in James 2.17. In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now, sometimes I read the message because sometimes that guy that wrote uh, that particular translation, he did an, or paraphrase, he did an awesome job as far as like uh, putting thoughts together. And I love the way he said it. And this instead in... Um, James 2, this will be 14 through 17 out of the message. Listen to what he says. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely taking your faith indicate or talking about your faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup? Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is an outrageous nonsense? It's a clever way of putting it, but he's absolutely right. It's crazy. It's not right. You have to have the action to go along with it. Um, <clears throat> remember the four guys who brought the lame man to Jesus? Remember those guys? Man, they had some action, right? They busted up a roof. I mean, it's not like super thin either. This is like thick cement, dirt, and stuff. I mean, they're, they're getting through, and they're hammering through this thing. And I'm sure it was very loud and very disruptive, okay? Somebody busts through this roof, we're going to know about it, right? And so that's what they did to get this guy to Jesus. And it's amazing because Jesus says, their faith has made you whole. And was, was it their faith when they were standing out on the lawn, confused and not knowing what to do? Oh, no, friend. The faith he's talking about is the action that they took to get that man through the roof. <clears throat> That's what they're talking about. It's one thing to say you believe. It's another thing to put that belief into action. You say, I believe in healing. Well, that's great. Pray for the sick. I believe in salvation. That's fantastic. Tell the good news. I believe God is good. Really brag on him once in a while. That's what I'm getting at. See, it has to have an action to kind of come along with it. <clears throat> now, if I buried a million dollars in the dirt outside, six feet down, buried a million dollars, and, and I gave you a shovel, and I gave a few people around you a shovel, right? And I said, first one down, touches the box, gets the million dollars. Would you stand there on your shovel and just sing, I believe the dirt will move. I believe it will clear away. I believe that it won't be there. And I'll be a millionaire. No. No, you wouldn't. Because first of all, Pastor would be halfway down. And, and, and rest of all, Sandy would already be there. She would have it. Okay? There's no way you would be sadly disappointed if you did that. Instead, you would begin to dig. Because you would understand that the action or the path to get what you wanted would be through the work. Same thing comes with faith. It's through the work. Same thing comes through hope. It takes work. <clears throat> Why do we struggle with this so many though times in our life? I want to know God more, okay? Well, spend more time with him. Less scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the news, the television, your romance novel, whatever it is you got going on. I don't know. Different ages have different things that they like. But you know what? And none of those things are the matter with them. But if you spend more time with them than you do with God, 
then they become a problem. And if you limit the time you have with God because you're spending time with that, then you've got to cut that out so that you can spend time with God. You want to know God more? Spend more time with him. How do you do that? Well, here comes the three that all preachers love, and y'all know them, right? But here they are, prayer, praise, and read the word. Prayer, praise, and read the word. These things are things that wise people do. If you're wise, you do these things. And listen, here's the next thing. My job as a preacher and your job at whatever you do in whatever part of society you work in, <clears throat> there's not one holier than the other one, okay? Yes, I'm set apart to spread the good news. That's fine, but it, the, my job is not more holy than yours. As a matter of fact, your job, I think, is very, very important because through your action or your faith in Christ, and showing people around you that, hey, I'm going through some troubles, but God's got me. He's anchored me, and I'm all right. That particular area, your job is shining a light where I don't go, I don't, can't go. <clears throat> but it gets the gospel out of these four walls and out there. So I think it's super, super important. So this stuff about prayer and praise and reading your word, it's not just for preachers. It's not just for Sunday school teachers. This is for absolutely everybody who wants to live a full life in Christ, who wants to have their very best life in Christ. As a matter of fact, it's for people who want to be wise. The word wisdom in the Bible is chakma, which describes a person of faith who has a sort of practical, hands-on skills and abilities that helps them be successful in everyday life. See, for a long time, I thought wisdom was this lofty thing. And I, did, I mean, it is a good thing, but I thought, man, you've got to be like, you know, scholarly or just really adept in prayer or, or you just really have to, you know, God has got to have gifted you with something. Well, yeah, but you know what? It's very, very practical. It's a very hands-on, use your skills to do your very best and have your very best life kind of thing. That's wisdom. So listen, anyone who uses practical skills to be successful in their daily life, you are having and using wisdom. And then the Holy Spirit can illuminate to you what is the best thing for you to do. God's desire is that we have wisdom so that we can live a life he has given us to our very best. And to sort of wisdom that includes doing a job very well no matter what the job is. I mean, even if it's, if it's sucking out stuff out of septic tanks and taking it and dumping it somewhere else, you're the best one there is, right? You're the best, okay? So wise people do not just study God's character in a classroom. They express God's character in everything they do. You don't just study about it. You don't just get the head knowledge about it. You express it through everything that you do. All wisdom comes from God, and so do common sense and understanding, Proverbs 2, 6. Now, many times people set goals, and they say things like, hey, I want to be X, Y, Z. I want to be a great painter. Well, you have to paint a lot of ugly stuff, okay? That's just all there is to it. I, I, I want to get ripped, right? I want to have muscles. <laughs> First of all, you got to make the decision which is more important, workout or the warm bed, okay? That's number one. Right? That's where all of us get tripped up. We're like, no, I ain't getting out. And then next is you've got to put in the work. It's going to hurt. Okay? And it's going to be difficult, and it's not easy, but you either want it or you don't. 
Um, I want to be creative. Well, start making stuff and then learn how to solve the problems in the middle of making it. That's the creative part. The creative part is not dreaming it up. Everybody can do that if they really try. The creative, creative part is in the middle of you making it, something's going to happen. Something's going to mess up. Something's going to go wrong. And you've got to be creative enough to figure out how to make it work. And how for nobody else to know that that thing went wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> but I want to write a novel. Well, you got to write every day, good, bad, whatever. And then you got to rewrite it and then rewrite it. Um, no matter what it is, I want friends. You've got to be friendly, and you have to be intentional about being around people. You can't just be like, hey, I'd like to have friends. Nice to see you. Call me sometime. No, 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 come on. Anyway, you have to do the work. All I can say is if you want the million, you have to dig. Now, next thing is we get distracted, we rationalize, we procrastinate, we get plain lazy. Like I said in the beginning of my sermon, we get sidetracked, right? You want something, but you get sidetracked. Here's the thing that's going to help you. And it's the same things I told you all ago. If you don't have it written down yet, write it down now. Prayer, praise, and read the word. Why? Why, Pastor Richard? Hey, have you ever been to the Olive Garden? You know what they do when you go to the Olive Garden? They bring you breadsticks. I mean, that's the first thing out of the gate, breadsticks. And man, you just slurp those things down. And as a matter of fact, you eat them so fast that you start to worry that they're not bringing more breadsticks. You're like, hmm, I wonder if somebody should tell them because they hadn't brought any breadsticks in a while. I mean, I don't know. I thought that's supposed to be never-ending, and here I am, no breadsticks on the table. You know, so <laughs> you're really starting to kind of sweat, and then here it comes more breadsticks. And, man, you eat those real fast. And then you're, oh, man, just could have some more breadsticks. And then they bring more breadsticks. And then, then somebody gets cute, and they leave one on the tray. And you're like, oh, no. Why they got to go there? And then you're like, okay, fine, I'll be that person. And you take it, right? <laughs> so, and then you just, you're just so full of breadsticks that you don't even want to eat pasta anymore. You don't. And it's the same way if you get full of God, if you get full of his word and full of prayer and full of praise, you just really aren't tempted by stuff anymore. That's the thing. You don't care about that other stuff because you're so full of God. <clears throat> when you read it, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> you also will gain a, a desire to follow Christ. You're already, you're already a, a person that wants to be a Christian. You already have Christ in your life, but you will become someone who wants to follow Christ. Now, here's an interesting thing. When you see the word follow, when Jesus went and got his disciples and said, follow me, okay, that word in the Bible, it is the word rodolf. I hope I said that right. But it does not mean to casually just meander behind somebody. Oh, no, friend. It means to pursue them, to be on their heels, hot on their heels, to get after it, to make sure that you are just right there with them. Your nose is in their business. You want to know everything. That's what it means. It means to chase them down. That's what Jesus is calling us to do, is to chase him down, to get hot on his heels, to be right there, so that we don't ever, ever, ever get out of his light 
You see, it's hard to be tempted. It's hard to have something come and wedge between you and Christ if you're just all the time, right? It's very, very difficult. It's when we linger back and look at the shiny thing over there. <laughs> and we're, well, I can still see Jesus. I'm good. That's when it happens. That's when the stuff gets us. <clears throat> you see, Jesus, he's saying, I want you to live out a life of adventure and discipleship, to become like Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit and that working within you, that you might rod off or live a life where you pursue every chance to become like Jesus every day. Every chance that comes in front of you to be like Jesus, you take it. You don't ever pass one up. That is staying right up there, Velcroed up, okay? Um, Andy Stanley said this, following Jesus makes your life better and makes, your, makes you better at life. That's absolutely right. It does make your life better, and it makes you better at life. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, John 8, 12. So if you're right there with Jesus, you're always in the light. You don't have to worry about being in the dark. you got to stick with him. <clears throat> when you chase after him or hotly pursue Jesus, it's super hard for things to, to diminish you. So tonight I've given you four words, hope, faith, wisdom, and follow. And I've given you a, the Hebrew word for it because I felt like that the Hebrew word lent itself and gave us some special insight into it because we all get used to saying these things. We all get used to saying, follow Christ. And we just think it means, oh, yeah, Jesus is over there. I'm right here. I'm good. No, no, it means, you know, close. And we all get used to saying faith as in it's like some kind of thing that we have rather than it's some kind of thing that we do. Uh, we all get used to saying, I hope, as in it's a wish instead of understanding that it's something to help us. And we all think, you know, that wisdom might have been some lofty thing when in fact it's a very practical thing. The common thread between all these, though, is that they are practical. They're made for every day. They're made for the ins and the outs. They're made for the ups and the downs in life. And they are to your benefit. And they all require work. Every one of them. They require work. Hope helps you with the load. Faith is your belief in action. Wisdom, knowledge illuminated by the Holy Spirit. Follow all gas, no break, pursuit of Jesus. 2020 is barely started, but I'm telling you, it's the right time for us to do work. Okay? To be intentional in our pursuit of Jesus, to be intentional in our relationship with others, to be intentional with getting others to Jesus, and to be intentional in dealing hope every way that we can so that people will know Jesus. Now, I know the world looks different than it did in 2018, 2019. I get it, right? But I know it operates different. But no matter if you're here or online or you go out amongst people or you stay at home or you work at home or whatever happens, it doesn't matter. There's still work to be done. Everybody's got work to do in the kingdom. Everybody has plenty of work. We can all be intentional about getting people to Jesus. There's no excuses. It's time to do work. If you would, bow your heads with me. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you, Lord, that you give us these gifts, Lord, and you make this walk with you so immensely practical, so wonderful, so grounded, so amazing. 
And Lord, you are so incredible and awesome, and you continue to just pour out into our lives. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to do our very best to shine our light in this community and help us, dear God, to do the work that it takes to be able to draw people to Christ. I love you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.